those are all like the like the standard mm-hmm. for like anything that's going to be like voice related because they're like they're essentially professional consumer quality microphones um that are like because like legitimate professional microphones would can run like hun- several hundreds of dollars oh, yeah. if not into no, the thousands, the thousands yeah. um so that's like that's like why people will get those ones they sound good they do they do sound really good um and then but yeah anyway so at some point in time we had like yep. i would like Eventually. to get a better <laughs> a yeah. better microphone right. it just, just makes it just makes life a lot easier yep. yeah we just need a sponsorship man i know who can we who can we get to sponsor anybody us? listening <laughs> crystal geyser crystal That's geyser, crystal geyser. and yeah anyone listening who wants to sponsor the taco bell Taco Bell could sponsor us. I'm down. Yeah, I'll shill for I'll shill for Taco Bell. I would totally sell out to Taco Bell. There's um, oh, what was I gonna? Oh shit, what was it? Uh, Taco Bell, uh, selling out, sell out. Ah, fuck. Real big fish. Ah, to me tonight. Oh yeah. See, you like ska. I do. I didn't say I don't. Do you like ska, Aaron? I don't like Offspring. Um, what sort of when you say ska, like what uh, what sort of bands are we talking about? Uh, do you know Real Big Fish? No. Less than Jake. I've heard of them. No doubt. Oh, of course. Um, this is probably the bigger ones. Uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. That's oh one. yeah. Oh man, taking me back. Uh, yeah. It's like 1994 in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yep. Uh. That's probably the... I think those are the four big ones. Rancid, kind of... I thought Ska went out of style when Friends went off the air. Was I wrong about that? Uh, Are you thinking of like their intro? No, I'm just thinking of like like the the same timeline. Oh, man, Ska never died. Get out of here. That's rude. See, and you were making fun of me for saying emo died, or emo's not dead. I never... I mean... Emo's a lifestyle, bro. (laughs) Ska's a lifestyle. That's where you go. See, See? Ska's a derivative of punk. Okay. So emo is also derivative. And punk, punk is dead as hell. Punk is not dead. And punk is for sure dead. Punk <laughs> is a zombie. Punk will always come back for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that like sometimes hasn't for some reason hasn't gone away, but also it's like one of those is. like it's like it's like crawling out of the grave and you hear it and you're like, oh, come on, go go back, go back in. Go, We're done with you. Yeah, go back inside. Go back inside. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with you anymore. That's fair. Yeah. Um, usually we don't have any hard intro to oh, okay. the, to yeah. the, we kind of just fall into just kind of random ramble go. into it. Oh, that's yeah. a good way to do it. Um, well, I guess with that being said, uh, you might hear another voice and we have Aaron on the, uh, on the mic joining us hey. for today. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> this is me. Here we go. Um, Aaron is a, a fellow coach for that with, uh, Eric and I at a gym that we work at. Oh and yeah. Uh, 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 we don't, um, we try not to okay. <laughs> uh, give out names or locations. How, like location, how, can, can we say California? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but like, we, we've said Los Angeles, that we were oh, yeah. okay. in the Los Angeles, Los Angeles area. area. But like, you know how he introduced yeah. how we work at a gym? He didn't say which. Yes. So we try to oh, stay. Okay. Though in all fairness, it's not that hard to figure out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I just want to resist what we're true. saying. True. You know, I don't want not there to be any. Not trying to dox ourselves. Yeah. Right. But in all fairness. It's a pretty fucking easy thing to find. Right. I mean, also, you're course. welcome to swear. Yeah, you can yeah, go on you the can internet and find out swear. anything yeah. about anyone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You Although can find I out where I lived when I was nine years old. Oh Jesus! Like, yeah, you'd be surprised. Google your name. You're like, what? So I Google my name, and apparently, I went to USC. I never went to USC. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. you like, did it. I'm waiting for my degree to show up in the mail. <laughs> oh so, wow! Yeah, there's a there is a 80s. Uh, is it the 80s? Yeah, um, porn star named Ryan. 
Zafino. Sure, this. Oh, with the Zafino. Yeah, with the last. Oh, I name. thought it was just gonna be Ryan. I was oh, like, nope. Man. Yeah, I'm sure there is, but wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so that was. Yeah, no, yeah. thanks. Interesting. Somehow, somehow, before I was born, mm. I was. Dare I say that's who you're named after? Dare I say? <laughs> I, I hope not. That'd be yeah, a, that's, that's not a super common name. There's a guy I went to college with who shared the name of, you know, we were like, just like fucking around in the early days of the internet and found he shared the name of a Navy vice admiral and with a man imprisoned in the state of Florida for serial murders across the South. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's your claim to fame? Yeah. Well, don't look me up, but... Just assume what I'm saying is going to be true. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You got one good to kind of balance out the uh, the other. Yeah, you got a porn star. That's pretty awesome. And a uh, there's a comic book writer, really? as well. Huh. Yeah. I don't, I don't have I don't have too many fun things on mine. No, me neither. So, mine's kind of boring. I don't know. Again, USC waiting on the diploma. Just yeah. print one out. You owe me. Any one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> Just print it out. It's fine. Who checks that stuff anyway? I have no idea. Because like as far like as far as I'm aware, diplomas don't have like you know like uh like certifications right. and stuff. Yeah. Like there's no like codes on the bottom that you can like look it up. So it's like yeah, how can you prove that? Yeah, unless you call and ask, right? Which yeah. I think you can do. You way. can do. Yeah, I think, can. yeah. Like hey, did this person graduate? From? Well, no, because that's confidential. I think you can ask if they attended. Well, then you'd have to be like, oh, well, they're like, like, I, th- I think I can call and be like, hey, did Eric Torres go to USC at with the, the name at, like with that? These years? They're going to have to say yes. <laughs> See, <laughs> What are you talking about? They're going to be like, of course, there was at least one <laughs> with that name. There's here. one at least every year. At least every year there's one. <laughs> um, Eric, er, not Eric, Aaron. Eric oh my God, Aaron. I'm going to mess this up yeah. a lot today. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a That's problem. This is going to be a problem. Perfect. Um, Aaron, tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself. That's not too specific. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> not, not specific stuff about myself. Well, number one, I am super stoked to be a guest on a podcast. Like, I, yeah. like I told you guys that uh, this makes me sound super amateur in this world, but I guess I am. But I, I'm a huge fan of new media, right, of, of things like especially long form discussion on this or of, of Substack, anything that subverts the corporate entertainment media that's out there that just it exists really to make money off of what they bill as information is really just again, entertainment. And so I think podcasts are awesome facilitating long form discussion. Like I, I listen regularly to a bunch of them and first time guests. So <laughs> really stoked to be here. Only way is up from here. Yeah. Yeah. What else about myself? Without without being too specific, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what do, what do your guests usually talk about. What what sort of stuff is? It totally varies. Yeah, like like you were saying earlier, we've had <clears throat> like from so the 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 guests that we've had are like usually like specific to one thing. Oh, got so it. it's like we had my singing coach on. We had oh, like nice. a, the owner of like Meals, Meals of Steel, Steel on. on. Um, we had a recent graduate for clinical psychology speech therapist a speech therapist oh wow therapist or pathologist speech therapist therapist um technically a speech and language pathologist is the title but she is a speech therapist got it um so usually want to butcher 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 becker's cycle (laughs) butcher becca's title yeah oh boy um but then she might try to poison me with melons (laughs) more melons but then otherwise like some of the other people we've had um our friend sharon CK. She owns a coffee company. Yeah. She, oh, so awesome. we, we originally had her on as like a coffee company and then she's just like hopped on as like for random, just shooting the shit type of stuff. Yeah. So I feel like 
you probably will unless there's something specific about your career that you would want to chat on or something, some expertise that you have that you would want to like, I have no expertise in any field. Whatsoever. <laughs> I'm an expert on right? master of none. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, I dabble in a whole lot of things at none of, at none of which am I particularly good. And man, I feel lucky that any podcast would even have me inside to do anything other than take out the trash. Oh so, my God. Calm down. Yeah. Hey, and, and we fed you. Oh yes, my God, they did too. You're on a winning podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody else is going to do that. Oh, it, it basically counts as a paid appearance. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> Look at that. We pay See? you in food. Yeah. <laughs> we nailed it. No, so uh, Aaron and I were chatting. We were work, we worked out today, and uh, we he was we, we were just like you know, com I guess common cord cordialness of like what's going on. What are you up to? And I was telling about the pod, like about the podcast we're recording tonight. And I was, and we were just like, had like a nice long conversation. And, uh, and I was like, you want to just come on in and just shoot the shit with us. And he was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So there, yeah, that's, there we go. I yeah, got, so here I, I, I got the, the phone call and I immediately order food and I was like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I mean, it, like seriously though, like the, the conversation, like, cause I asked Brian, of course, he's like, Hey, we're going to record a podcast. And so to me, instant interest, like, really, what are you guys going to talk about? And he briefed me on a couple of the questions like, well, you know, we start off with a general idea and maybe we'd like to touch on a couple of these topics. And we, we talked at length about both of them because they, they seem just like super cool things to talk about. So good. Hell yeah. Um, and then for the, the classic, like long discussion that, that goes like, that's dude, that's why podcasts are great. <laughs> you know, I don't know how you can go back to any sort of regular media after that, where it's like, okay, here's a 15 minute interview where we're going to discuss these topics. Like really like any one of those topics would require 15 minutes just to get your feet wet. <laughs> <laughs> to just, ex just roughly explain the right. concept. That is true. That's like, I mean, I think that's why. I think that's why, like kind of what we were saying earlier, like why podcasts really kind of took off. Um, well, one, because I think the long form discussion to be able to like flush out ideas and yeah. concepts like is an important part. And it's like normal discussion is like that. Um, but then I think the downfall though, and we were also kind of talking about this is like, then you get idiots like us yep. who are like, we're experts on shit and we'll talk about stuff yep. and like give strong opinions. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's sometimes the good and the bads. And then we have to give, Waiver warnings that we're not actually scientists or lawyers or doctors. Oh, yeah. Or, all that. Yeah. All that. Firearms experts. Firearms experts. Right. Specifically to you. Me. Sorry. He was over here on one of the episodes talking about getting shot with like I weight didn't vests. say someone should get shot. I know. But it was getting dangerously close to like alluding to that concept. Oh, wow. And I was just like, we don't, we don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are not encouraging or condoning in any way any, any activity. That I might was have been definitely referenced. towing the line of encouragement. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I definitely had to yeah. get pulled back. Yeah, I'm the I'm the one over here that's also has to be aware of. Ryan like, is the guy that tos and shit like, pulls you back from falling off the oh, stage. Like yeah. that's Ryan. I'm the guy that like runs up to the edge <laughs> of the stage, and Ryan's like, no, no, come, come here, come here, hold on, and I, I have to go. Okay, okay, all right. And, I'll, and then I'll run back to the edge of the stage. It does also help that I have, I edit this as well. So also oh, does no help kidding. A lot. <laughs> yeah, cut a some lot. cut some things out every every so often. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. So just as an aside. <clears throat> oh, cool. All of this can be edited. Yeah. Excellent. Um, it's it is not. Largely, it's not raw and un uncut. Although it should be. Although, sometimes. Sometimes it is. Like, if, if we have, like, a good episode where nothing, like, too questionable gets referenced. We've had a lot of those. Then it's I largely will just, like, skim through and, like, cut out, like, ums and yeah. long, unnecessary oh, pauses yeah. when we're, like, Googling something in the middle. Or if we're all burping. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> We've had that one. Ryan and I sat there for like solid two minutes trying to have a conversation. We're just both like, oh my God. <laughs> what do we have? The, was we it, ta- was it Taco these? Bell in the sparkling water again? No. Was it Taco Bell? Was that the birth my birthday one? Uh, that could have been your birthday <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Woo. That was um, rough. So... Eric, what what did you what was the first one that you wanted to talk about? Um, or just discuss. Well, or, I wanted to talk about your post the other day about when does making excuses become or no, it was when when does making affirmation. Hold on, I should know this. I said it, and I just said it earlier today too. I uh, thought it was a really good post, and I was like, oh, this would be a fun topic of discussion. And then Dave Castro got fired, and then I was like, oh, that's a really fun discussion. <laughs> that's a more funner one. Yeah. Uh, when do this? words of affirmation become excuses? Yeah. At what point does self-affirmation transla- transition into excuses? Yeah. Ooh, deep thoughts. That's a good one. And it, it, it took me a, a little bit of you explaining it to me to see what you're getting at. But when you, when you did, it was like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a really good point. I actually, I want to see if I can find, I had a couple people respond to it that I thought was like, was interesting. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Also, there's a bunch of really funny, like, Instagram reels that I keep sending to people. <laughs> and so I just saw the one with the, the electric lizard one, <laughs> the electric lizard where it's like Godzilla. And it's like, destroy oh. your surroundings. <laughs> That's such a good one. It's so stupid. It's so good. Um, let's, see. but here, if anyone wants to chat on that <clears throat> or muse on it while I look this shit up. Um, well, yeah, like Aaron, I, I would be very interested in what people, what other people's thoughts are. I mean, you're right. Like, you can when self-affirmation is very good up until a certain point where you do start making excuses for yourself like you know like oh you know you you deserve to you know take the time off you deserve like this red like it's all understandable but you know if if you're going on two full weeks of self-affirmation of you need rest or you you deserve to treat yourself or you like all this other stuff it's like it's no longer an affirmation it's more of like okay now i'm just saying things to convince myself to buy this or right. skip this or, or, you know, pay for something that I shouldn't. And I know in the back of my mind that I don't need, right? Like to me, I think self-affirmation can go too far. I think it's just controlling your mindset and being able to tell yourself when enough is enough and just forcing yourself to either fight through and, you know, for us, for example, is like go back to the gym, you right. know, like, uh, um, or, or go back to work. Like, these are things that we cannot keep putting off just because we, you know, we want to tell ourselves we feel better when we're not doing it. Right. It's, it's hard. Cause is there really a, I mean, I think clearly, right. When we look at it from a logical standpoint, there's rarely a dividing line where it, where it becomes like, okay, man, like that, that words of positive self-affirmation right there. You cross the line to making an excuse, you worthless fuck. Yeah. Like it's, it's usually a, a little more like, like it's, You'll, you'll have that, that gray area. And sometimes where even as the person doing it, where you'll, I mean, I think for a lot of us who try to be introspective, then you even find yourself wondering, like, am I just making excuses or do I actually, mm-hmm. or do I actually need this? And I, I think I my, my opinion broadly as a, in our modern society, I think you usually we're making excuses, Yeah. but, but at the same time, it's, it's not to say that there isn't a place for that, that positive self-talk and the view and, and the saying that, okay, Hey, you know what? I like, I need to live life. I don't just need to be a disciplined drone every day. <laughs> you don't need to, you don't need to be the, the shining example of like a Jocko Wilnick and yeah. wake up at 3am to work <laughs> right. out. Oh my God. Work out for two hours straight and 
Oh yeah, I mean, that, that guy's badass. But then that's that's also his brand. That's yeah. what he does, and that that is it's cool. Like he he is like like a cool outlier to have, and want to be like, oh, you know what? I should model some of those behaviors. I'd be better off if I like I've I've got his discipline equals freedom shirt. Love it. <laughs> it's it's because that is so true. But at the same point, it's just like anything. We're all living life because you you mentioned too. I don't know if it had to do with the other question, but at what point does something good become too much. And, and so I think they're actually, these two topics are really related to, yeah, fairly to close. one another. Yeah. They, they, they tie in at least, at least tangentially. Yeah. Well, it, we can keep on this, but then the other, yeah. the other topic that we were like also talking about that I had an uh, interesting conversation on was like, um, essentially like healthy addictions essentially. And at what, like kind of at like at what point do they cross over? Yeah. Um, but we can come back, re- relate that in at any yeah, point in time. Absolutely. Um, so the, and this is definitely the the trigger warning portion of this show <laughs> where I, uh, so the thing that sparked, sparked the like excuses or at what time, at what point does like self-affirmation turn into like an excuse was, um, so I do, I'm like starting to do some like blog posts on like, uh, on the website mm-hmm. or on my website. Yeah. Um, what's your website, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> There's go. only one up, but what's your company called, right? Uh, Zafino training. There you go technically practice strength and conditioning but shameless plug i don't offer i don't let's go currently go by that nope not yet we yet. will llc coming soon <laughs> anyway ricky bobby ricky bobby but the the so i was like trying to figure out like okay i had like a list of things that i wanted to write about and kind of like muse over and so i just like googled fitness and saw what news articles came up and so there's actually several um several like op-eds from shape magazine shape shape magazine I know it's a real magazine. I don't know if it's that one. I think it's I think it's called Shape. It's like the uh, well, fitness th- magazine, right? Yes, it, it kind of. There's all there's always like a dude or a chick in their fitness workouts and standing on the cover with like some protein. Or... I think Shape is more women folk women focused. Is it? Um, Sounds like it would be. I think, but I, I'm not also not 100 percent sure. It is a real magazine. I just don't know if that's the one that I was looking at. Yeah. I can't remember. If only we had phones. If only we had phones. But the the article that i was reading and actually several of these articles was it was in context with the like the body positivity movement and so or um healthy like healthy at any size type of thing yeah and so as i was kind of reading through reading through the article like i think that it it makes a lot of very good points and uh, a main a major takeaway that i had with it was i think it did the article and if i could find it i'll link it into this you can read it as well or into the show notes but the the one thing that I thought I like I liked out of it was, you know, in reality, like um, there is no there should be no like necessarily like shame associated with like who you are or what you look like or anything like that. Like, you know, Aaron and I were kind of talking previously about like the whole idea of like societal standards and norms exist, um, whether good or bad. They're things that we just have to deal with somewhat as we are all members of society. Um, but the other part to that that I was starting to like kind of see was like okay there's a lot of these like kind of self affirmations like you know uh ab- about like your person and who you are and it felt like weirdly conflated in a way that the like any of the positive positive talk seemed like a write off to be able to just do the things that you're going to do no matter mm. what right so whether that is um in the sense of like whether that is like a whether it's an eating thing or an exercise thing or just like general lifestyle things um that they just kind of crossed a path that i was like something doesn't feel right here yeah um and that's what kind of sparked that thought 
about um, affirmations and excuses. Yeah. You know, so. it's, it's hitting me now as, as you say it, it kind of reminds me, I'm a big Jordan Peterson fan and uh, controversial. Would, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. Like, well, I, I, I like controversial ideas and, and uh, it was in one of his chapters in his, in uh, 12 rules and where, but where he mentions like treat yourself like someone you're responsible for taking care of. And I think when you view things from that lens, that self-affirmations are great when it comes to like, let's say, let's talk about the eating thing, for example. Let's say you're like, man, I have kept my eating tight Monday through Friday. I've stuck to to the plan. I'm not doing any crazy out there shit. Like I'm, I'm not like following some bizarre diet's gonna make me crash. I'm just eating like an adult, like a responsible adult and saying no to the things that we all know are bad. Like I haven't been out like crushing candy or soda. In fact, I had all <laughs> these opportunities to do so and I didn't, I made good choices and now it's Saturday. I'm going out to dinner with some friends and you know what? I am gonna eat what I wanna eat for this meal. And then after this meal, yeah, right back at it. But for this meal, I'm gonna go out and enjoy life because that's important too. And frankly, I earned it. Bam, to me, that's like a good, healthy self-affirmation. You know what you're doing. You know that, okay, is this in line with my greater goals? Maybe maybe not my fitness goals, but my mental health goals, my, my goals in terms of living a full life with a lot of social connections. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not gonna eat like this every day. We got to pizza, I'm not gonna eat the whole fucking thing. But yeah, I'm gonna have a couple slices. I'm gonna enjoy the shit out of them. So <laughs> there you go, a good positive self-talk. But yeah, like then when it goes into just celebrating bad behavior without good behavior to 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 substantiate to to rather support that treatment, then it's a little more like, oh man. You think about if you were somebody else, right? And if you were like, let's say you were looking at somebody else doing the things you were doing, it's like, you know what? Like I deserve to go out and eat these like funnel cake coated deep fried Oreos. God, that's like, but they're so good. Yeah, they're probably, they're probably <laughs> so pretty so good. good. <laughs> they're, and they're probably pretty good. But you're like, do you deserve it? Like, what what have you done to do so? Like, well, you know, like I worked out on Tuesday and it's Sunday now. Uh, okay, like, and what is what's your goal? What's your what's your plan? Like, um, I don't really have one. Okay, well then, at a certain point, I, I would say at that to me. Like the famous Justice Potter Stewart saying about about pornography, there's no hard definition, but I know it when I see it. Yeah, like, <laughs> fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, so a, a rambling addition to it, but I mean, I, I think I think like I I I can see where the good positive affirmations lie. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, like when you talk about when you start talking about food, because and, and what is what does somebody deserve? And I think one of the you know one of the constant things that I have to deal with from like a coaching standpoint is like breaking breaking these habits and like stigmas that uh, exist around food um and for a lot of my clients like a lot of people that i work with it's not they're not at a place where like we can get hard aggressive on like macros right or like here's your here's the percentages that you need to have or the grams you need to have for all of these things and blah 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 because for them at that moment their biggest battle is like i need to be able to start cooking food at home mm-hmm. right so like trying to develop these like healthy healthy habits to some degree and when we talk when i talk a lot or when i talk to a lot of people about like eating stuff um you know it does it for me it comes back to this like kind of don't feel bad like don't feel guilty right I mean, you're going to to some degree but like don't don't make that change the way that you think or act or that you've somehow fallen off um and so like this the stigma of like and so why i say stigma for kind of what you were saying was like when it i hear it a lot too of 
um, do you des- like what did you do to earn this thing? Mm, yeah. And so I think sometimes when we talk about like food and then we start talking about like affirm- you know again affirmations and stuff of like yeah. I've done well, uh, I deserve or I've earned the right to eat this thing. When in reality, like a lot of foods aren't that bad. Right. I mean, is, is, is candy bad? Depends. Like, are you eating a box of it? Or are you having like a Runner couple, pe- a couple yeah. pieces to like, right. you know, uh, like cut the edge of the sweet tooth that you might <clears throat> yep. have? Yeah, totally. So, so that, that's, and this is hard. It's always a hard conversation to have when you start talking about stuff like this because it's, it's so nuanced. It is like a hundred percent. You talk about having like really short, short interviews mm-hmm. with somebody yeah. and it's like, how do you, how do you address like the nuance of like food's not inherently bad. It's like quantity. That is really what kills us. Yeah. Right. Um, or, or even more deeper is like the habits surrounding why you are craving something. Um, is it a stress response type of thing that's making you want to eat stuff? So really the underlying cause is not the food. It's the stress. Yeah. Um, right. And so, and then it gets really, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to chalk, like figure oh, out. Very, <laughs> very. But with all of those like layers and kind of what you were talking about too, of like, I just lost my train of thought. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll, I'll say that the up. food is definitely a, it's, it, it is a charged topic. I can remember the first CrossFit gym I ever went into the, the guy was, you know, he had been told it, then this was like, Oh, eight or so. Oh yes, that, let's uh, go. Yeah, a while back, and and so the 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 uh, owner slash coach, like he had there was a day in the fundamentals where he talked about nutrition, but he even made a point of saying that he'd been been told by many people before, like do not talk about nutrition; it'll drive clients away. And you know, it's it's such a hard thing for people to hear because food is so emotional all the time to to everyone. Uh, yeah, except for the few people I've known in my life who can eat purely for utility, and that's <laughs> something to see. But yeah, for everyone else, and it feels like a value judgment when when you were telling somebody to eat differently, and that goes into. So I studied anthropology in college. Like I'm, I'm not sure how much yes, I got out go. of it, other than knowing that uh, when two monkeys meet one another on a branch in a jungle, in order to show docility, one monkey will show its teeth to another, in this way, and that is directly related to our human impulse to smile. So I learned a couple of things, but <laughs> that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. But, but then like in the social anthropology part, one thing that I thought was fascinating is the relation of food to, uh, to family, to community and to building bonds because f- food is one of those things that over human existence has had inherent scarcity. I mean, I just finished listening to, to uh, Dan Carlin's hardcore history blueprint for Armageddon about world war one. If anyone's a history buff, especially military history, it is just like, you think we have it bad now when people complain, <laughs> Oh my God. And you think about if you lived in Russia in 1917, like if you got to eat, it was a good day. Right. <laughs> so, so, so then even then like food was an inherent part of, it's like, if you have some and you share it, that's like the biggest thing you can do to somebody yeah. and cultures develop their traditions and have, have all, all sorts of rituals surrounding food, certain foods, certain times a year. And it really morphs into an emotional connection we all have with food that can direct, can easily feel like a personal attack when people are being told, except for the hardcore athletes who are like, tell me what to eat and how much and at what time, and I will do it. For most normal people, it can really feel like an affront when you're told, like the way you were eating is not supporting your goals. (laughs) Or it's not right. And just like in general, like, oh man, yeah. Especially if you have some people who uh, don't necessarily have tact. And they just go straight out into like, you're eating like shit. <laughs> Why are you looking at me when you say that? 
because you're across you're across from me aaron's drinking i don't want to stare him down while he's sipping um i i don't i don't have tack we had taco bell like who I, who who the fuck no, are we but, to but, but, but oh it's true if if i approach it i don't have tact like i don't know how to say i'm working on it but i don't know how to say without kind of being that aggressive approach of like <laughs> You're not eating good. You should eat better, right? Like that's where it's come down from. Like you're eating like shit to you're you. There's probably better options for you. Oh yeah, room for improvement. There's is always yeah. the always. I'm, the I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly growing myself and my vocabulary on how to speak about nutrition. Right. Um, which I'm still working on myself. So yeah, and you know what? Right. Actually, that's a great point that we had Taco Bell. That was what we ate for dinner before this. Yeah. I, I had four hard shell tacos and, Hell and yeah, yeah and, they, and they were good. And that I think is a great example of how food can be a bonding thing. Like you're usually not going to bond over like, you know, leaf lettuce and a cup of still water. Like, <laughs> people aren't going to be like, Oh, this is fantastic. As the Simpsons once said, you don't make friends with salad. That's right. <laughs> that is exactly it. And so, yeah, like that, like three very fitness minded people, you guys have a fitness podcast and that our, nutrition our ritual before this was eating tacos from taco bell yeah. so it, it is an absolutely complicated subject and and that's what <laughs> makes it so hard when, when you're like oh you're eating like shit the way you're eating is wrong like dude who the fuck are you yeah, yeah. you know it's you'd be you, a lot of times like i feel like i'd be a hypocrite if i started really trying to hop onto a soapbox and be like this is the right way to do it when yeah. i'm like and Taco Bell. As like, you have Taco Bell. As I'm eating Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, let's let's yeah. be honest here. Call a spade a spade. I think that the best advice I ever heard was from a coach who said, eat like an adult. Because everybody intuitively understands that, right? Like, you, you know how kids want to eat. Oh, yeah. And you know it's like, okay, be, if you're, like, so how kids eat and the opposite, be, eat like an adult. Okay, what does that mean? It means, like, dude, don't gorge yourself. Don't eat till you're sick. You know, eat reasonable portions of everything. What you take, eat it all. Those basic things. And if you do that, man, you've done, like, 75% of the heavy lifting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from, from a, you, you all right? Yeah. Oh man. I almost knocked off the, uh, the, pop screen here. <laughs> the, like the general, the, like the general standard that I tell most of my, like most of my clients is like, have like, have a protein, like a, a protein, something that's a, a color, yeah. like vegetable wise, yeah. Yeah. like the colors of the rainbow have at it as much as you want, however much you want. Yeah. Um, and then some sort of like, you know, a carb, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's very generic. So usually depending on the person, I'll get deeper. But like if you can do that several times a day, you're probably going to be in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Right. Um, and so then drink enough water. Yeah. Um, but it's really interesting, like talking about you like you bring it up like anthropology um, and just like the rituals around food, because that's that's such a real thing. Yeah, it really right. is. Um, you know, we talk about. Like what, what, what was the first thing that like Aaron said when you're like, Hey, we're going to grab some food and you go like, can I bring anything? Yeah. Like, it's just a habitual concept for yeah, like, we right. go over somewhere from like, as we're a guest and we're going to bring something as yeah. an, like an offering. Absolutely. Um, or like, you know, what do we most, most of the times, like if you're with your friends or like colleagues or coworkers, what is it? Like, we're going to go out for drinks. Yeah. We're going to go out and grab like dinner or mm -hmm. lunch or something like that or brunch, um, as this like collective, like get together. And so we have so much of society, right? And the U.S. to some degree, I think, has some when we talk about like Thanksgiving, Christmas kind of for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, but like other cultures for the most part also have like wild traditions around like certain certain holidays, festivals, and then like birthdays, very specific <clears throat> foods associated with it yeah. um, that like signify things, some sort of cultural significance for yeah. the most part. What was the first thing that you thought of coming to mind, like something that you guys have done culturally when Aaron said, you know, uh, food has uh, familiarity or like or 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 uh, um, a history to it. So like personally, like what 
did anything come to mind for you? Because for me, when Aaron said, like, you know, there's like a, there's tradition to it. For me specifically, when he said that, I immediately thought of um, dim sum, which is Chinese breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it initially started with just family. And since my family's kind of expanded and gone their own ways and my grandparents have, well, one of my, my grandfather's passed on, my grandmother doesn't leave her a place anymore. I've kind of kept that tradition alive, but mostly for those that I consider my family or like really close friends, I won't go just to dim sum with anyone. Like it's not one of those like, oh, hey, like, you know, want to go this? I'm like, eh, no, not really. But if someone who I'm really close with goes, hey, you want to go dim sum? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. It could be the same day right next to the exact same person. And I would say no to one and yes to the other. <laughs> yeah. But like that was like the tradition. Like it's, right. it's somebody who I respect, appreciate and keep in my circle where I'm like, yeah, I could go. I could go do something that I did with my family with you because I trust you in that same circle or same habits well fuck thank you for telling me not now i know where i stand i haven't gone to dim sum we've never had dim sum wait we haven't gone because you always work dim sum is from nine to noon when you're always at the gym well maybe we'd have uh you want to go saturday we can have like i can't i'm gonna be in i'm not gonna be in town so now it's my fault yeah it is your fault jesus sorry (laughs) (laughs) how adventurous of neither are you do you eat the chicken feet Oh, I'll eat anything. Oh, I'll I'll eat eat anything. I don't get the chicken feet. Oh, you don't? I do. No. Uh-uh. I've got I, got, I got grossed out when I was a kid, so I was just like, nope. I've never had dim sum. We'll go. So, incentive. We'll go. Um, it's very knuckly, the chicken feet. I, I, well, There's not much meat. There's a lot of skin. <laughs> yeah. It's cartilage, and, isn't it? And it's gross. knuckles. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're okay. I'll, yeah, I'll, you're adventurous. I'll eat anything. You're adventurous, yeah. and I feel like you would like dim sum. I, I have zero hesitation for eating pretty much anything oh yeah. dim sum kicks ass yeah there's there's a lot of yeah. good stuff does, does isn't it like it's meant like what does dim sum mean there's a there's a word for it isn't it for like sharing or something like that like it's like yeah like sh- it's like uh i don't know how's your, the, how's your mandarin it's uh, well, cantonese i don't know what language it is uh, assuming i think it's well i think <laughs> in both languages they call it dim sum yeah i, I could be wrong but so. um it, it's like tapas it's like small shareable plates no, I know what it is. Oh, you don't. Well, but what, I thought the direct translation. Like, I think I think there was like a there's a I vaguely remember somebody telling me that dim sum is like means like a sharing or I something together. Mom. I just can't remember. It doesn't really matter. I'll see um, if my mom's awake. But at six thirty. <laughs> hey, she's an old lady, and it's a Friday. How old? Uh, not that old. Yeah, she'll, she'll go to bed at six thirty. Is pretty aggressive. She'll slap me if she hears that. <laughs> um, yeah, for CK, you better not tell my mom. For me, I don't really actually have too many like traditional things, like any sort of traditions outside of like the major holidays. Uh, when it comes to like food, for me, um, though, I'm trying to like integrate more of like some of the Italian heritage for yeah. myself into like some of these things. So, being, I'm trying to be a little bit more aggressive with like doing stuff like that. Yeah, but that's it. You got anything, Aaron? Yeah. So, um, my mom was originally from Texas and her whole life family lived there. So my grandparents, aunts and uncles, I grew up in California, but um, every time my grandmother would come to visit, she would bring us barbecue from this one specific place. And to this day, when I go out and visit and my family gets together, cause my mom was one of five. So like I've got you know, a decent amount of aunts, uncles, cousins, and we'll always go to either this barbecue place or to this, this one Tex-Mex place. And it's, are there better of both? Are there more like fancy and artisan? Oh, absolutely these days. <laughs> but these are the ones we go to. You yeah. know, it's Spring Creek Barbecue and Mariano's for Tex-Mex. And that is, that's what we do. And we pretty much everybody gets, 
the same stuff and but it's it is a way of coming together yeah i actually do remember i have one so it's it's of course it's also uh fast food um white castle oh Oh, yeah okay yeah so we so my grandma and my uncle just loved white castle and i have no idea why because it's not that good um but I have like all way too many fond, like super fond memories of like surrounded with like pretty much my grandma, my grandma and my uncle about White Castle and then like other people kind of associated next to it for the most part. Um, yeah. So I don't really actually only, I only eat White Castle once a year. Um, when you go back? When I go back? No. Oh. Um, more. So my uncle passed away like when I was in high school. And so it's more so on like on his like, oh, okay. kind of like his like memorial yeah. is like when I'm like, all right, some, eat some White Castle. Yeah. And then I angrily shout into the ethos of just like god damn it i feel like shit (laughs) (laughs) but it's like it's just it's memory for that um that might be yeah that would probably be my one all right so my mom was awake and i go hey what does dim sum translate to and she goes brunch okay and i was like thanks and she goes oh did you want the literal translation and i was like yes please and she goes the touching of one's heart or soul oh nice so how is it all right. I love other, I like, no, I don't disagree. No. I'm not disagreeing with her, but like, it's so poetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, these, they, they have s- such interesting, I, I've never studied Chinese and I think that's a fault of mine. Like I would have loved to have learned Cantonese while my grandfather was still alive. Um, good luck. I know. God, no. Now I'm struggling with Spanish. Um, but like, I feel their characters all have one meaning and then when they say it, it all has a different meaning. Like the literal translation of how they verbally express them is completely different from when they're writing it in the calligraphy on, on paper. Um, you know, cause like all the characters are symbols for, for something, not right. necessarily just words. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Chinese is a interesting language. Oh, it is. You have to really break out of the Western paradigm of where we have like, letters that form these words and then you have subject verb object that it's totally different when you're looking at a language with a completely different etymology like chinese yeah fascinating <clears throat> yeah uh, le- uh latin roots let's go stick to those ones dead language what well yes latin Very itself so. is a dead language but like what i mean is like spanish english italian romanian french kind of the generally yeah. all stem from some i knew, latin I knew what you meant i just want to say dead language Okay. <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> Throwing me off here, man. Latin's dead. Latin's dead. Leave it dead. They still teach Latin. What does dead men ever die? They do. What does dead men ever die? <laughs> uh, that, yeah. No, in high school, I knew a couple of kids that took Latin, and I'm like, how's that working out for you? Oh, man. Yeah. The, the only thing I re- remember of Latin is uh, six is sex. Nice. That's as far as I've made it. Nice. That's a good start. <laughs> um. The only thing I've heard in Latin, I don't even think it's Latin, is uh, when they do the uh, at the Catholic Church Sunday service. What is it called? Just they church? used to have a Latin mass. Yeah, no. Latin. I've so been yeah, one, places still one Latin mass, and I was like, I don't understand any of this. Oh, yeah. Except for like the sign of the cross. That was it. Oh, man. That was it. I was like, I know that one. Yeah. I were doing in high school. I, had a, I went to Catholic high school. I did a project where I interviewed one of our family friends who had been you know, live before Vatican two, when it was all the Latin mass, <laughs> Vatican two electric dude. <laughs> and the priest would get, would give mass like facing towards the altar with his back to the congregation and all that. Like, Oh my gosh. Could you imagine that? <laughs> like, I, and, and I say this as a baptized community confirmed Catholic, like an hour in mass is like 
boring enough as it is. Oh, like, man, especially yeah. Catholic and, Mass. Oh, my God. Then, oh, man, if you can't understand a word. But at the same time, like, I get how, like, speaking of ritual, that's 100% what that was, knowing oh, yeah. that everyone everywhere in the world is attending the exact same Mass as you right now. It's like, oh, well, that's... And even and even in, in the vernaculars, as they call it, like it's it is interesting. But yeah, it is it, it's and it's kind of cool to think how that was a to people who were around before that. Yeah, it was you didn't understand stuff, so clearly that was an issue. But it was it like any ritual, it, it was something that gave comfort and provided unity. So yeah, like freaking Latin, man. <laughs> I I couldn't tell you any Latin yeah. words either. Well, you all learned one today. I am Sex. listening to the Audible Harry Potter y la Piedra Filosofal in Spanish right now. That's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Nice. Do you yeah. speak Spanish? Are you trying to speak Spanish or learning Spanish? I guess it would depend on who you talk to. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My Spanish is okay. It's it. it, it you it, rolled it, your R's like yeah, a champion, it, so I know, right? you got to keep it up somehow, right? Aaron, you then, the hell out of me. Then there, there are some difficult things. Like first of all, the word in Spanish for wizard is mago. And if you've ever read Harry Potter, you know that a muggle <laughs> is someone who with no magical ability. So, so listening to the muggle, a muggle. It's oh like, God! Yeah, you kind of got to kind of differentiate in that. Really, a uh, context dependent. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so at one point, a Frenchman in a bookstore in Leblon in Rio de Janeiro told me that there's a saying in French that basically uh, translation is treachery, and even that saying doesn't come across as well in English as in as in French. It sounds pretty good. So to illustrate the point. But even like in this book, so there, there's a thing about like, uh, like something about El Callejón Diagon, which is, El Callejón's an alley. And a Diagon, I, like, I'm thinking like, Callejón Diagon, like, ¿qué es eso? Like, what, what, what on earth? Like, ¿qué significa la palabra Diagon? It's like, oh, in English, that's Diagon Alley. Like, diagonally, like, oh, got it. Got a it. Play, play on words. And so it's, it's interesting to see like, oh, here's where... Aaron, your Spanish is really lost. fucking good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you'd really downplayed it significantly more than I was expecting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just hear you like spout off like I was lost for a second because I was like, is Telemundo on? Because you're talking way too fast. Oh, but I'm man. picking up what you're saying and I'm like, I understand it because he's saying it and I know the words, but God damn, is he saying it fast. Dude, one, one way that, that I really, when I was working hard on it, that I, that I learned is I watched a lot of novelas. Nice. Oh man, they, they pull you in, dude. Sure. Yeah. Soy tu dueña. That was the first one I watched on Univision. <laughs> Lucero and Fernando Colunga. <laughs> yeah. And you, you find like the, the protagonist that you can identify with. And, and if you saw Fernando Colunga, you look at me, you'd be like, you identify with him. He's this like dashing, like tall, dark haired, like dark skinned dude. And, and like, and I am like, a bald white man <laughs> and it's so like what do you and he have in common i'm like well, what we so somos hermanos <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god i was so, not expecting to go here I this is amazing Aaron so and, much right now. And, and since i i am on the first podcast i've been able to be on since the uh, the sad passing of uh, vicente fernandez oh. Chente. Es mi orgullo haber nacido en el barrio más yes. Oh, dude, he was. He was. He was a, Fernandez, yeah, you've, he, he, like, you've seen him. If you saw the pictures, you'd know who, who he was. He was el rey a legend when he was still alive. Yeah. Like the oh. man owned Mexico. Yeah. Everyone. There's not a person that did not love his music. Yeah. Okay. I guarantee you. If you, yeah. you, if you saw pictures, he was had white hair, like black eyebrows, black mustache. And always dressed like like in the the vestido charro, like the, the mariachi. Mm -hmm. And he was yeah, just a 
cultural classic passed away recently uh, December was, right yeah December yeah. December and yeah. he, he, he lived a long life like even now he's like you look at his his kids his like, kids can sing think, yeah god damn can they sing yeah all right yeah that's a family of singers the more you know I guess yeah my Spanish is very minimal poquito <laughs> un poquito there you go <laughs> <laughs> that's the extent of it Pretty and much, and I'm proud of him for it. Sometimes, sometimes it reverts to Italian. Aaron, you're not at all Latino. Well, in my heart, I am. I, that's <laughs> all you fucking need. That's he has it with. He need. has the passion. Oh yeah. my god, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Holy shit, that really took me by surprise. Aaron. I'm gonna call you Weddle too. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, oh, what's um, Dimitri? So Dimitri, um, at the party was playing Spanish music. Really? Nobody, like, they had asked him to, but he made his own playlist of Spanish music. Nice. And I walked up to the computer where they're playing, and I'm like, who put this on? And they, they all pointed at Dimitri, and I was like, are, are you Latino at all? And he's like, no. And I'm like, today you are. You are now. Yeah. Today you are. <laughs> today, exactly. You've, er- you've earned you've your colors. You've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally just handing out Latino cards. Oh, yeah. Just like, Do you listen to music in Spanish at all? I try to. Yeah. I absolutely try to. I love it. Like, I grew up with it um, on Sundays. We'd go to my grandmother's house, and they would play all the Vicente songs, like every heartbreak song you could ever think of. Um, and then my dad, like, on Saturdays, um, he would make us get up and clean the house, and so he'd put that music on. And, and then if I spent the night at my aunt's, they would get up on the weekends and put that music on. So, like, I grew up with Spanish music yeah. my entire life. Um, so it's always fun when I put it on. And everybody looks at me and they're like, why did you put this on? How do you know the words? And I'm like, because I'm half Mexican, bro. <laughs> Come at me, homie. Come at me. Yeah. Yeah. Biologically, I am half Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look it, but I am. I would have guessed Filipino, but See? it makes sense with the half yeah. Mexican, half Chinese. Yeah. That's, that is the 100%. No, it's the 99% guess, guess tile um, of Filipino. Oh yeah. yeah, when you've got the Hispanic last name mm-hmm. and and like the Asian decor, yeah, a decor, yeah, it's a, like, oh, yeah. aesthetic. I like aesthetic. I like better. decor better. All right, fine. <laughs> You're a nice half Mexican, half Chinese house. Thank you. <laughs> the house my parents built, yeah. or I built? No, they you, built. They built. They built. They created. They created. Laid the foundation. That's right. And you blossomed. There we go. Into the wonderful human boy that we know now absolutely <laughs> keep going i love this praise my ego is inflating oh, my head is, is it because I, I just called you a boy and That's said fine. it very sarcastically my head is growing <laughs> it's i just heard all the nice things you can take what you will with it yeah i, I don't need the negativity right you can use these as your next positive affirmation oh perfect <laughs> i deserve this triple quarter pounder with cheese i have all these nice things recorded about me sure um okay transition wait wait, <laughs> wait, there we go. wait, wait. smooth segue <laughs> no, starting there is, now there is one thing that i wanted to, to dial back to when we were talking about like um affirmation and whatnot um specifically with the dieting it goes back to your shirt um discipline equals freedom yeah right um the discipline to know and understand that you're going to have a cheat day or you're going to have a celebration day but then tell yourself okay just one yeah i'm gonna get back on it that discipline allows you the freedom to have that. So day. true. You know, like, so, true. so when you brought that up early and then yep. we dove into this and I was like, that's the perfect shirt. Yep. Like that makes so much sense. 
Right. So oh, when you listen to Jocko talk about it, a hundred percent, that's what he, that's what he means by it. Yeah. 100%. I just like, I just like listening to Jocko talk to Joe talking about shooting shit. And you know, that's always fun. Dude. Like Jocko's had some, his, the first Jocko episode I ever listened to, he had on this guy, Charlie Plum, who was a Naval aviator in Vietnam was shot down and spent like five years as prisoner of war. Amazing dude. Like, so I, I really love when Jocko has these, these old guys on who have lived these, like usually guys who are, in the military, another dude who was a uh, Marine in Korea, like was, was badly injured, like kind of lost the use of one of his arms, but ended up being like, Oh man, like I got staffer in the Kennedy administration doing all this interesting shit. And Oh man, when Jocko's talking to some of these old guys, it, even the, the episodes start off slow because you're, you, know, you hear this, this old person talking and you know, the cultural fault of, of, of mine. I, I like to say broadly Americans, but that we prize, youth and when you hear an old person talking it's kind of like okay get on with it but then when you take the time to listen it's like oh my god <laughs> wisdom is like, a powerful thing oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. like i need to to just listen around people like you because i really have nothing on the life that you <laughs> i love hearing people older than me talk about yeah. stories in their lives i love oh, it oh yeah it's history i wasn't a part of but i would love to hear about oh yeah oh 100 percent. other people's experiences undeniably people have <clears throat> Of the modern generations have had it so easy compared to generations past. Well, the, yeah. Well, yes, very much so. Because that's, uh, what's it? I think Tim Kennedy would made like the comment, and it's I don't think it's his, but he he's who I heard it from. That was saying like you know hard times breed hard men. Yes. Yep. Hard 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 men, men breed easy breed times. Easy, time, easy times breed weak play, men. I think, but yeah, weak men breed hard times. Yep. Yeah, it's just kind of this like it's cyclical cycle. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so. But it was uh, kind of what we were talking about. Like, so Aaron and I, when we were talking earlier today, that was something that, like, that was kind of got brought up about how, you know, when we talk about to, to some degree, again, there's nuance to this. So take it for that, you know, with a grain of salt. But some of the like health at every size or kind of coming back to hark, harken back to that a little bit is like our life is largely really fucking good, um, right. especially in like the United States. We have our problems, of course. Right. That's undeniable. But the the like str struggles and strifes that we face for the most part from a day to day for like most people, it's not that bad. <laughs> like, oh, it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. So there's oftentimes and kind of goes back a little bit to some of these affirmation stuff where it's like you're you have to kind of almost like find problems in order to like battle something um, more often than not, I find. So, right. I like luxury beliefs. Really, I think is the thing that we, we touched on that only when your basic needs are met can these things become a super high priority, right? It's like only when, and, and can they become something that we would argue about? Only when you're not that like Russian family in 1917 who's just like, man, like where am I going to find something to eat today that's not yeah. dirt or a stick, you know, Potato. then can you really have these like strong opinions on modern nutrition and, Oh, your diet's bad and you need to eat like this or that, uh, the, with, with the, you know, taken to, to an extreme to the, you know, the healthy at any size and, and like, like without delving too much into that, cause clearly, you know, like we all have that, like there, there's two degree. That's right. Like I mentioned to you, you know, that as a skinny dude, like, man, when I was in my teens and twenties, it, it caused me no shortage of consternation that I couldn't, you know, like 
get as fucking huge as like, you know, Arnold in the seventies, but you know what? It is what it is. And it's, it took me coming to terms like, Hey, guess what? Dude, you are not six forward. You don't have that frame to, to there's, there's a point at which is true, but then yeah, like the healthy at any size. And we know, I think what we, we, we mean by that where it's like putting out certain like public figures where it's like, dude, like you are like proudly not healthy. And so to, to call that healthy is that's a misnomer. And so, and only are we able to do that when we have all of our basic needs as people met. And so the, the idea of luxury beliefs that I heard on another podcast, it, to me, it was very striking. It's like instantly made sense. Yeah. And yeah, you can, you can spot that. I think yeah. like, you, you know, when like you, even if you're not well-educated on a lot of uh, like on topics, it's very like glaring to some degree when you hear some phrase, whatever it might be that, and you're like, some of that doesn't make sense or like something something about that, like doesn't connect and I yeah. don't know why. And I think that's like exactly what you were just talking about. Um, so now do we go back to your smooth segue? My yeah. smooth, smooth segue. Two, Insert one. smooth segue. <clears throat> what, uh, what was the other top one that we wanted to check uh, when Oh, healthy. Cross health. Oh, healthy, ad- healthy addictions. Addictions. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. Right. That's another good one. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It parallels well. The, so the thing that sparked that, I know, phenomenal segue <laughs> i forgot what it was so it doesn't help <laughs> the so what sparked it was we were talking i was talking with one of my clients which is where i pretty much get most of my content from so thank you all the but we were talking about um one of my clients was asking about uh, a family member and at like what point does like something healthy like a healthy habit like exercise become kind of like a, a negative mm-hmm. um, or where does like addiction come in? Um, and so she was, she was talking specifically cause like, I guess this, this, her family member was like an addict to something. I don't remember. Um, and it essentially kind of just like transferred over into like exercise. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which is actually, a, which is a fairly common thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, from my understanding, not a psychologist, but it seems to be the case that like oftentimes with like, you know, like AA or like NA, I guess that they'll oftentimes will find this, like there's a term for it, but I can't remember what it is, but essentially it will just switch the addiction from like one thing to another thing, but it's like, uh, considered, considered like a better alternative. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like ran with yeah, both metaphorically and literally. Um, and so it, it kind of got me thinking about like some people that I've worked with, um, especially in the CrossFit world seems to be very common. Yeah. Whether, I, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I, I've known a couple of people who've gone from addiction to CrossFit, but it was very much in the, like, I mean, the beginning stages, right? You learn it, you go two days a week, then three days a week, then four days a week, then five days a week, then six days a week, then double up. And it's just like, all right, you need to take a break. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to hurt yourself. Do you think it's something about CrossFit and the methodology, the training that I think for so for some who are very like science based or, or science knowledge, they were like, okay, like I understand the mechanics of it and I know what it does for my body. The others are like the other, the other others, I guess they kind of replaced their high. So I don't know if it gave them the same like endorphin rush or just it, it, it made them feel energetic or, or giving something of a similar high. They stuck with it and they turned it into that versus, going back to their addiction. Um, you know, I, I've talked with them and I'm like, Hey, look, there's worse things you could be addicted to. Um, you just got to make sure that you don't overdo it on CrossFit cause you don't want to hurt yourself. Like you're right. young in the sport. 
take care of your body, same way you take care of your mind, you know, you, you got to learn to cut back. Um, so, but, you know, it's, it's, it's 50, 50, I guess it's case dependent, right? Like there's some people who yes, could have been addicted and they're like, you know what? I found something else. I know kind of to wean off when I don't need it or if I'm going too hard and then there's others who go full blown and they're just like, I need this because if I don't have this, I'm going to go back to this. Right. So I think it's very case dependent. Yeah. Interesting. I think, I think a lot of it comes down to, or a lot of it comes down to like what, I mean, I don't know the definition to this, but like usually when we start talking about like addictive addictions or like what defines an addiction is when it starts to have like have impacts on like social aspects of your life. Um, or where things become like an all-consuming yep. concept. So what I see, what I noticed a lot when my very first started CrossFit was like for me, for example, um, I was getting like, and I don't know that I would fall into the addiction side, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, but it was, uh, it became like very, like very hit or sorry, oh my God, I got hit hard with like the bug. I drank the juice and all of it, mm-hmm. um, where it was like every day I wanted to go. Um, I was like always sore, always beat up. Like, I think for me, there was like the, you know, you have the community concept of it, right? You're everyone's the communal suffering of like Mm -hmm. these like intense, hard workouts. Um, and then kind of chasing, chasing the feeling of like what you got. And so I think when it comes to like the addictive aspects of it, um, I think that's when it starts to transition of like, does it become an all all consuming concept of your mind? And that's like all aspects of it too. So not just like the literal going into the gym, but then at what point are you changing your lifestyle habits to such a degree that you are now either becoming more of like a recluse from away from Mm -hmm. the things that you enjoy or the family and people, and then turning that into like kind of excuses almost to be like, I can't do this because I have CrossFit yeah, Um, or I have class or I have gym, like not eating or eat, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. That's where I think that transition is. That was definitely yeah. me in my first year of CrossFit. I mean, yeah. I was driving 40 minutes to a fucking gym. Really? Oh in traffic, right? Wow. At like five o'clock because I wanted to be a part of this community. I wanted to like, I wanted to work out. It was the biggest thing for me. Like it changed my life. Like no, you know, no lie. Like yeah. CrossFit changed my life. I would have been, you know, a fat slob if I hadn't done it. Um, would have been way unhealthier if I hadn't started. Um, so I am thankful for it. But I do notice that like, why am I going to drive 45 fucking minutes in traffic right. when there's three gyms by me that I could happily go to? Um, and then like, but then you get tied to the community and you're like, well, I have friends here now. So that's kind of like the excuse, right? Yes. Like your, your affirmation. I need to go see my friends. My friends are there. I need to work out. It's like, okay, but why are you going five days a week? You're spending so much money on gas. You're spending so much time over there. Time. You're not like, like you're not coming. Like if you have work at 4 a.m., you're not getting back till eight. You're not getting the proper minute. Like, Right. It was so bad my first year. And I think, you know, going into my, th- my second, third year, going into my third year, I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to do stuff for me now and not go, you know, 40 minutes out of my way to cross it. Oh, look, there's a gym right here, 15 minutes away. I'm right. going to go do that. You know, like I, I I can understand, you know, the, the newbie bug. Yep. Right. Like we all like we find something. We love it. We're passionate about it. It does become an addiction because it's like something. It's a new high for us. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think, you know, for me personally, nobody told me like, hey, you need to stop or like nobody pointed it out for me. It was one of those like learning curves. Yeah. Um, Do I wish somebody would have pointed out and said, hey, like maybe you shouldn't be Uh, looking at it now, knowing what I know, meeting the people I do or meeting the people I've met. I would say no. Like, I'm glad I learned it on my own. Right. Um, And I think maybe the newbies do need to learn it on their own. I think us as coaches need to keep an eye on the newbies and be like, 
hey, uh, just want to toss it out there. You're doing a great job. Maybe um, take a, think about taking a rest day in between. Yeah. You know, like just tossing it out there, not forcing it on them, not saying, right. hey, you need to stop. But like, you know, because we all seen it. We all know it. Just, you know, just slide that paper over like, hey, doing a good job. But uh, <laughs> maybe maybe split up your days. Take don't a rest tomorrow. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's like not, not even tap the brakes, but just like, hey, man, maybe you don't need to have the accelerator pinned to the floor yeah. the entire time. Yeah. yeah you're not <laughs> right? out of gas yet. You know, like gas if, is expensive, right? Like, like if you're driving a car and you only drove with your foot down, what do you think would happen? Right. You got to sometimes you got to got to ease off. You got to like fuel up, things like that. So, yeah, it's. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point you make. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, so there's. Excuse me, burpee boy. No, it's something like I caught my throat. Oh God. Uh, the yeah, there's there's definitely like, I, and I'm happy that this kind of worked itself out. So there's somebody that I was I work with that or worked with that like came in from like an injury like standpoint, and when I started like talking, figuring out like what was going on, what they were doing, all this jazz, I was like, yo, I'm like, you are doing way too much like way too much yeah um because it was six days a week and it was be like a really all-encompassing concept and so it was like this gradual process of like having to right because it's like people you know they they identify right they create people create identities around certain things food crossfit is one of them um and so it was like this slow gradual process of like weaning them back and be like here's what i need you to do because at this point i was like cool i'm in like an authority position that i can kind of tell them what to do and i was like we eventually got them to like back off of the actual training adjusted some of the stuff that they were doing and like here's something else you can do still coming into the gym that's going to be more like restorative for the most part um he like and then what ended up happening was like the self-realization kind of like that I kind of helped guide a little bit of like, Oh shit, I am doing way too much. Um, like I'm going to incorporate an actual rest, like at least one day of like rest or to like scratch the itch of coming to the gym would come into the gym, refrain from the actual training that's on the day, but like do like stretching or mobilizing Mm -hmm. or like that type of stuff, but still be like a part of the community. Yeah. Um, just to keep the habit going and ended up having like phenomenal success post that where it's like, all of a sudden things got so much better. Yeah. My body doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the common thing. Like, and I'm kind of noticing this right now with some people that are like at, like coming to the gym too, where I'm like, you're, you're having like these nagging injuries that like you shouldn't really have. Yes. And it's like all signs and symptoms of like, you're going too hard too often. Yeah. And like, you're just not able to recover from it. Mm -hmm. And like, we were talking about the old days of CrossFit, like way back in the day when it was like, uh, when we were doing like, all right, we're doing like a five by five squat and there's your class and, that, and that's it. Or like, right, yeah, we're yeah. going to go for a five K and that's all you're doing today. Yeah. Like right. we'll warm up, cool down, but like that's your workout. So like you can kind of get away with like going fairly frequently given that it was like, it was legitimately like randomized yeah. Yeah. as well as like, it was very, very short comparatively to like what's being done now. Mm-hmm. And not just the gym that we're at, but like most gyms where yeah. there's like a strength portion and like a Metcon and totally. sometimes two right. or like some random skill thing that you're going to do at the end of it. Like there's a lot of shit happening at once and like a whole lot of room for like things to break down. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's like, you know, that's kind of part of the part yeah. to what's happening. The evolution and, and, of. and not only that, right? Like let's say we do convince athletes to take a break. 
most athletes will get FOMO, right? They like if they if we tell them, hey, you need to skip a day or you need to take a day off, right. they panic and they're like, well, I like this day because we usually do squats yeah. on this day, or like I like this day because my best friends go on this yep. day. Like so, like that anxiety builds up in them, and they they don't they end up not listening to us, you know, and that that nagging injury comes back, and we're just like. What do we have to do to, to just make you sit on the bench for one day? Just one day. Yeah. Well, it's usually like it's the it, so have you ever heard like this? Well, there's different theories of like the stages of change, um, which is essentially like if somebody were to like change a habit about themselves, like what's the cognitive process that they have to go through to like do it? And there's different theories on it. But the one that I the, the one that I always end up finding like comes truth is usually something has to happen for them to actually like realize that a change needs to be had. Yeah. Right. So you think of a common thing was like, so I used to smoke like a lot and for a, I never really suffered any like negative repercussions of it other than I was getting winded really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, at a certain point it got like really bad. Um, but that was like, but outside of that, I never had any repercussions. So I was like, I don't see a problem. I understand smoking's bad, but like, nothing's happening to me. So like, why do I need to bother changing if I don't want to? Right. And so I think with a lot of people, like how do we get them to change? It's either the eventually like you kind of, you manage to build the trust and coax them into it, not in a malicious or manipulative way. Right. Um, or they suffer and like then realize they come to the, you know, come to Jesus moment and be like, Oh shit. Yeah. Dislocated shoulder. I mean, I dislocated my shoulder too, but I don't think I was doing too much. Mine was being an idiot. Going too much. <laughs> Mine was being an idiot. Though mine was technically in a competition, so there's that chance too. Well, I mean, it's not like you were being an idiot. You were just doing your stuff. Just doing yeah. overhead squats. Yeah, that's all. Dang. <laughs> um, Aaron, you want to tell us you dislocated your shoulder too? No, I, I never have. But I mean, I absolutely have been guilty of going too much. Like all my agreement <laughs> with you has been like speaking strictly of me. It's like, oh yeah, like all those behaviors you describe, like I have been guilty of those. Yeah. Like, at various times. And it, it seems to be like the newbie, right? Very yeah. much so with CrossFit. It's like yeah. you get bit by the bug and then it's... It's that it's, high, man. You yeah. you, you chase it. You chase it until somebody grabs you by the collar and says, you need to sit down for a second. <laughs> or you run straight into the wall and you hurt yourself. And it's just like, which one do you want to happen? As coaches, we want to pull you back. But we don't want to right. like restrict you. But we also don't want to see you run face first into that wall. <laughs> although... I'll be honest. I would like to see. Sometimes I like to watch that happen because I laugh. But then I'm like, you know, hey, look, let me pick you up. I. Yeah. There's definitely sometimes. There's definitely been points in like my career, my coaching career where it's like, if you're not gonna listen, I'm just gonna I'm gonna make sure you don't hurt yourself. Yeah. But I'm gonna watch you crash and burn. Yeah. And then be like, so what happened? Yeah. <laughs> in a nice condescending, be like, I told you so. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> sometimes I, I I like to give uh, I like to give the beginners who give sass in their beginner class like oh i was an athlete in high school like how old are you now 30 oh okay cool so that was like 18 years ago cool <laughs> um yeah take this easy right out of the gate hot yeah. first round dead puking on the sidewalk nice nice Let's told go. you so hey, i man. win i definitely threw up in my in my early days you ever threw up from a workout oh, from yeah. it was always from running yeah cause oh. i i ran cross country it's funny i was actually telling one of the uh the other coaches are gym the story the other day that because he was mentioning when we were doing all that uh the assault bike stuff he's like man i felt like an, an x round like that i was if i keep going this hard i'm gonna puke <laughs> and it, it came up with for me there was like so every time i've puked it's been from running and and i realized that 
for me, there's, there's a point at which you, you know, like, okay, it's coming up and it's just like in the uh, classic Keanu Reeves movie speed, Naturally. where once the bus crosses a certain line, if it goes back below, it's going to blow up. Same. <laughs> and you, you know, you know where you've crossed the line. And, and so this was, Oh my God, like this would have been 2003 or 2004. I was living in San Francisco out by Golden Gate Park and I'd get up early and run. And I'd, you know, it's San Francisco's cold. And so like I'd, I'd run like at like an old school boxer, you know, like the hoodie and like sweat <laughs> sweats pants. and stuff. Oh dude. And, and so I'd get in and, and like my, I had this out and back that was six miles. And this one particular day, I don't remember what got into me, but I, I remember I was pushing it and it ended with a slide uphill because I lived like right at the uh, Eastern edge of the park. And so here I am and I just turn it on. Right. And um, then I feel at this point, I'm like, Oh, like when <laughs> I slow down, I am a hundred percent going to vomit. And so I keep going as hard as I can for as long as I can, but you know, things like start to fall, fall apart. It's like the wheels are falling off the machine. And then finally it's like, all right, here it comes. And so by this light post, I just lean on it and just, lose it, <laughs> you know, and here it is probably like quarter to six in the morning. And I am just out, out there, just like gigantic stomach emptying puke right, right on the edge of the sidewalk. And I think like, at least it's, it's so early. There's going to be no one here. And I look up and sure enough, like, here's this girl, probably about my age, like in her like pea coat and whatnot on her way to the bus stop to go downtown, to go to work, like looking straight at me. And I'm it's thinking like, like, what do I say to make, like make her think, know that like, I'm not a homeless person. And, <laughs> and I think it was something like, I, 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 I'm like, Oh, it's okay. I live here. And then as I walk inside, I'm like, wait, that didn't make it any better at all. <laughs> now she walks by and goes, that's what the guy. Yeah. Pretty, she's like, where that fucking throw up guy. Right. Lives. She probably, probably thought that I'd been out like, like homeless or not. It'd been out like drinking <laughs> liters of vodka in the park until like five in the morning. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, Long story short, yes, I've thrown up. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, funny enough, I have very like similar, not from running, but for like from when I started CrossFit, because mm. otherwise, well, actually, I lied. From a running thing, uh, when I did track in high school, yeah. our coach used to pay us whenever we would throw up from oh like a hard workout, which I don't know. I'm still battling on like where does that exist yeah. in like a. Is that okay is or that not? A, is that a good incentive or a yeah. bad incentive? Well, it eventually stopped because we all then, you know, being 14-year-old, 14, 15-year-old boys, we're like, we can learn to throw up on command. Yeah. <laughs> then we're just like like forcing ourselves to hurl in the grass, and they're like, oh, give oh, us some money. Bucks. Give us some money. <laughs> um, so that ended up ended pretty quickly. But anyway, from like when I first started CrossFit, um, I remember because depending, I would sometimes go like early in the morning, like the 5, 6 a.m. class, and usually go empty stomached. And I remember several times like driving home, like super early morning and having to like pull over because I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to hurl <laughs> and would like pull over and like throw up out of my car. Yeah. And be like, all right, back home. Oh, <laughs> like I wow. need to go home. <laughs> usually for me, it was like heat stroke workouts or heat stroke throw up. Mm. Like just working out in the summer. Uh, you know, it was like, there was one in the park, uh, one in the park got heat stroke, threw up, uh, luckily the coaches were firefighters and EMTs. So they had like, you know, uh, um, not pre-workout, but like, uh, like post-workout or <laughs> take some C4. You'll be fine. Kid. Yeah, no, uh, um, <laughs> my pedial uh, lighter. Or something B- like that. BCAAs. Oh, okay. BCAAs. And uh, they were like, well, look, it, it's all we have. Like, just sip on this, like yeah. sip on this and like, take this cold water, leave it on your neck, you know, sip on that too. And so like, I was cool after I threw up, but I was like, holy shit. I am so out of shape. Like, yeah, that, that, I think that was like the one and only time I threw up at CrossFit. Ugh, rookie. Yeah. Do it more. 
I thought we, we had a salt bike workout the other day and I was convinced I was seeing some people really gun it. I'm like, Oh, Wednesday, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, who's going to be like through all of the classes when I was there, I was like, someone has to throw up today. Yeah. There's no way. Somehow they, everyone kept it together. Yeah. So I'm that kudos and hats off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there was a couple of people that I'm like, you are, you're going to do it. Like, Oh, it's not looking good. Oh man. I'm frustrated. I was frustrated. I, I was like, like those days. It. I would have walked around with a bucket. I'd have been like, Oh, your turn. Oh, I, I am legitimately surprised though. Like I get like people are pretty conditioned and stuff, but like we more often than not, I don't see a lot of this like really short bout, high, high intensity stuff in like in the CrossFit space. Yeah. Um, Cause most people who are going to, most people have the wherewithal at this point to like kind of coast a little bit or at least reserve some level of yeah. energy. Yeah. Um, but like with the assault bike, it's the way that it was like planned out. It was like, you go and then you're done. Yeah. Um, and kind of forced you into that, into that moment. That was the partner one, right? The one in one rest. Yeah. 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 And so I just like assumed some like, and, and again, so the classes that I saw, it was very much encouraged of like, go hard, yeah. which ultimately you kind of wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just from the lack, from the fear, sheer fact of like semi deconditioned to that specific type of stimulus. I was like, somebody's got a, someone's got a hurl today. Come on. And I was like, I was really banking on it. I'm like, I want to see someone throw up. Like I want to, because that, because then, because then I want to go and like give a pat on the back and be like, good job. You earned like it. you, Oh, man. you really did it. Yeah. Like everyone needs one, yeah. one day, <laughs> but none, man. What, what mean, if it was like the first bike ride after the very first one? Yeah. Eh, I'd probably be less inclined. And be like, what did you do before you came in here? Right. Why, why is there red stuff? Something doesn't seem right. Is that chili? Chili? <laughs> so you got to save that for the chili cook-off. <laughs> but the, um, no, more towards the end. That definitely more, like, more towards like the end of it when it's like, all right, you're you're a dead and you're still going to try and push hard. <clears throat> but the bike's, I don't know. I love the bike. Yeah. Um, are you doing the chili cook-off? I probably will. I, I do all the community events. So, <laughs> yeah. Are you going to do it? Oh, yeah. I'm already signed up. I need to sign up. I think I'm going to do it too. I don't have a good chili, so I'm just going to uh, probably steal a recipe. Just get some That's the best way ones. to do it. What's up? Just get some canned ones. Oh, could you imagine if I just show up with like, God. just throw a bunch of like Bush's baked beans. Hey, just like, throw it in a pot and heat yeah. it up before yeah. you bring, bring it. Bring my, bring my crock pot. Yeah, absolutely. How hilarious would it be absolutely. if I won? How much do we with, have to make, do you think? I figured like just like a, a like crock a, pot. Like a pot yeah, I think a crock pot full. That'll be a ton. I have a feeling that there's going to be more people like With eating chili? than yeah. cooking. Got it. I would hope so, at least. Yeah. Because like my pot's not that big, so you have a crock pot. Yeah, I don't like making it in the crock pot though. We'll just bring it in the crock pot then. <laughs> it's the crock pot's the easiest thing in the world, man. It is. Yeah. It's it stays warm, hot. Depending, I guess depending. Yeah. Mine is just a uh, high and low. So I think mine's just a high and low. Yeah. Also, that's the classic old school. Yeah. <laughs> I got that old ceramic one and with the Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are those are fantastic. They work really, really well. Yeah. That's if you just plan ahead. Because the the new ones like the, the the Instapot, like the pressure cookers, those are those are badass too. They're yeah. they're definitely different. And I've even had side by sides of things cooked in both. Like pressure cooking kicks ass, like physics is on its side. But dude, there's no beating slow and low. <laughs> if but you gotta plan ahead. Yeah. You just gotta plan ahead yeah. and and that's yeah. Time usually, into it, oh man. Usually takes me about an hour, hour and a half to do my chili right. So since it's at seven, I gotta start at five thirty. Okay. Start at five thirty. Well maybe five, because then I gotta drive it over. So yeah. So I'm gonna start mine like first thing in the morning. 
Yeah, oh, okay. I think that's probably oh, based based off of what I've gathered. That's probably what I'm going to be doing any too as well. But that's like that's like any crack crackpot man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You like I I when I would do some more of like the some different meal prep stuff. I would use the crock my crockpot all of the time. I've never done my chili in a crockpot, so that's what scares me. Mm, yeah. I don't want to. If you got your method, it. then yeah, yeah. You do, do you, man? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I plan on winning. So oh, okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I plan on showing up. I plan on being present. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm here. I'm gonna be here and hope for the best. Wait, would we? What's the, what's the consensus? Beans or no beans? Beans. What, whatever you like. Oh, what I, a what a neutral response. Well, I know it is because I've had <laughs> I've had good in both. I've I really I've had like both be like very very good and. Isn't the the purest is no beans correct? I have no idea. Yeah, I think that's I think it the is. technically yeah. chili is no beans. How is it chili beans if it's no beans? It's just chili. Yeah, it's just like meat. Like if you go to uh, just sauce and meat and veggies and shit. Yeah, you, go, you go to one of those places like, you know, Tommy's or like Carney's in West Hollywood, and you see like there. Oh, I guess yeah. Chili. Tommy's doesn't have beans in their chili. Yeah, I think technically it's not. It's just meat, meat and whatever else meat. is in it. All right. Ah, I can't get down with that. Soup. I need, just I need just beans in meat mine, soup. Man. Yeah. Yeah, meat soup. That's, it, I mean, that's literally what it is. It is. It is. And that, that makes sense when, it, when it's on like, you know, a late night hamburger. Yeah. But. No, I gotta have beans. You're gonna, there's beans in mine. Yeah, so beans are good. They they add bulk, legumes, fiber, fibers, mm-hmm. keeps it going. Yeah. Are you uh are you like a, a spicy chili? Or? Yeah, to to a, to a degree. I mean, I, I like to consider myself a spice aficionado, but I hit a point where it's just like, dude, I you know some people can eat spice just like forever. Yeah. yeah. How it's like there's that ten percent of the population to which like pepper which pepper spray doesn't work. <laughs> oh that, that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Never been I, we should try it. I've never been pepper sprayed, nor do I want to find out. <laughs> yeah. Oh well anyway, uh-huh. I yeah, I am not one of those people. And so yeah, so your yours you go pretty hot. I love spice. Nice. It should have you did you use I so I Okay, get, so I made a second batch. So the first batch I did a little sprinkle sprinkle. I didn't taste anything. So the second batch I took a thumb and finger pinch threw that bad boy in there stirred it up nothing well okay i mean you can always add more right but i don't want to like kill myself so i'm like slowly learning yeah. how much more to what throw you can handle oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah so on this next one for the chili cook-off i'm gonna burn everybody's asshole for <laughs> two pinches yeah careful Boom, there you go well so i got this i got this chili spice a long time ago actually it's so good it's really good but it's like made with like um like the like the scorpion pepper and it has uh or yeah the trinidad scorpion and then I think it has a little bit of Carolina Reaper, but it's like a it's like a insane like spice. I right. almost fucked up too because when I put it in the chili, I went to like rub my face oh, with my no. hand and I stopped and I was like, wait, I walk, wait, just walk <laughs> straight just like, to the sink, yeah, walk straight to the sink and then like I didn't even trust my hand after that. I, oh yeah, you know, did one of those like with the arm. Yeah, we. Yeah. So when I bought it, I bought it up in uh like Bakersfield, and they also had like like the peppers themselves. Yeah. And so I was like, Ooh, I'm like, I want to grow some peppers. So I was like in the process of like going to like cut it and get some of the seeds out and stuff so I can like try and plant them. And like right before I was going to do that, I was like, hold on, something doesn't seem right. Like these are really, really hot peppers. Um, and, uh, and I was like reading something online about like harvesting, like getting a harvesting, but like just getting them ready so you can like plant them. And it was like, definitely wear gloves. Like for sure wear gloves when you're like doing this. And so I have this like photo of me like cutting up peppers and like medical gloves just to like, because it would like, 
So I was curious and I like just like put a little bit like on my wrist and it like started like burn my skin. Wow. And I was like, oh, good thing I wore gloves. Wow. For sure. For like how like hot essentially the capsaicin that's in it. Yeah. It was wild. That's nuts. Yeah. Anyway, I couldn't grow them. They did. They, none of them lived. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Not quite as dry and arid as one would hope. It's an art. It is. And it's apparently, apparently peppers are like a like a, a special, well, to some degree, some special like breed of when it comes to like having to like grow them. Um, it's not as simple as just like throwing them in a pot and calling it a day, like watering it. Huh. I guess it takes like a little more care than just that. I guess they're very, they could be very like uh, uh, temperamental, I guess, on like humidity and like light and heat and all that stuff. So Farmville's a lie. Farmville? Yeah. The Facebook game? Yeah. Okay. I'm so glad you knew what that was. <laughs> it took me a minute. <laughs> yeah. I like Farmville. vaguely remember Farmville from Farmville's a lie. 2009. You could literally plant a whole roll of peppers next to a whole roll of corn next to a whole roll of wheat. Yes. Yeah. Aaron's like, I have no idea what's happening. No, right I now. really don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not a, a big Facebook game user? No, I, I am not a big uh social media guy in general. That's fair. It, the only one I have is Instagram. And if you look and see I mean, up until I did post something after that last comp, Ricky and I did. But before that, the only thing people would know is from my profile pic that I am a man who at some point wants fed a goat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and did a CrossFit competition. And yeah, and that, that's it. That's all anybody knows now. Like, okay, well. <laughs> well, this is Aaron. Oh, okay, moving on. Hmm. And, and, and to be fair, that's a pretty accurate representation of my interests. <laughs> <laughs> I like feeding goats and I like working out. There we go. Nailed it. What more do you need? Not, not, not a whole lot, no, to be totally honest. Yeah. Um, That's bliss and joy right there. Is there anything else we want to chat on or talk about or muse over? Or Aaron, anything in particular you want to dive, dive into? No, man. I, I actually really enjoyed the uh, the conversations we had. It was solid, <laughs> dude. Just to like, talk about cool, engaging stuff with, with cool people on yeah. the air. Like, dude, hey. awesome. Yeah. Who are, you, are you committing with Ricky next month? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's, um, are you guys coming to – are you – I know you're going to the last one. Are you training at any of the next Saturdays? Uh, I unexpectedly got tomorrow off, so I'm going to text him when we get out of here and see okay. if he wants to go to yeah. tomorrow and practice. And then I, what? Then we only have two more Saturdays, right? Yeah. This one and yeah. So this, this one, next one, one I'm going for sure. Next one's me the and fifth. Ryan. Yep. And then the last one's you, Ryan, and Sarah. Yep. Which I'll probably end up going to anyway. Are you competing? No. Oh. No. I was supposed to, but uh, I was going to compete with him. Yeah. And then like, I I will definitely blame myself. Like. Something happened with my knee where I just could not train. Like, uh, I had to get my hips realigned. I had to ugh. just everything had to get reset. And, like, I feel better now so I can start my training up again safely. Um, but, yeah, for, like, a solid week, I was even telling him. I was complaining. I was bitching to him the whole time. Like, <laughs> dude, my leg will not release. Like, I don't know what else to do. Like, foam roll, stretching, flossing, bands, oh, everything. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Did you try heroin? I did try heroin. It actually released it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fine. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, yeah. good. I've got a, a, a spoon upstairs waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm... A... There's two things that went through my head. And I was like, why does he know that? And then I go, wait, why do I know that? <laughs> what did I watch or learn oh about God. that? <laughs> um, also, if you snort it, you will die. Oh, what? Just ask Uma Thurman. Oh, yeah. Pulp Fiction. Thank you. Aaron. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Timeless classic. I have never seen Pulp Fiction. What? Really? Yeah. Oh. There's a lot of those like classic movies that I just have not 
I've never never gotten into The Godfather. I've seen The Godfather. Uh, Casino. Because I've seen Casino Royale. No, Casino. Oh. No, The Goodfellas. I've, the Goodfellas. Yeah. Yes, I've seen the good the Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Goodfellas. Okay. Yeah. Or is it just Goodfellas? I think it's just Goodfellas, Fuck but me. regardless, it doesn't no. matter. Uh, just sounds funny to say the Goodfellas. What are some other good classics? Taxi Driver. Is it Taxi Driver? I've never Robert seen Robert De Niro. No, I've never seen that. Uh, is that the like I'm walking here? Uh, that's a little out there. Is there. Are you talking to me? Oh, that's you, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are some other good classics? I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah, I feel like Pulp Fiction. That's not even I mean, that old. Well, this is a '90s even, movie, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's not. It's not an old one, but it's always like a heavily referenced. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. It's a movie that you should see. Yeah, so, you, you yeah, specifically. That's should what I'm saying. See it. Yeah, I never should see it. it. Yeah. I will watch it. Yeah, you enjoy it. It's got. It's 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 one of those that's easy to come across too. And so when you're, it's everywhere. Yeah, you got a day when you're looking to. Like, ah, watch a movie and kill some time. Yeah, you got a day you're, you're looking like, to do heroin. And you got nothing else to do. Pulp Fiction, or, or Fear and Loathing, or Fear and Loathing. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Johnny Depp action. Rip. Career rip. Career rip. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Aquaman's wife. What's her name? The hell's her name? Um, Who's Johnny Depp's wife? Oh, it's not Brie Larson. God damn no, it. it's, <laughs> it's uh, not Brie Larson. <laughs> Wait, was Johnny Depp married to? Jason Momoa's wife? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> she was in Aquaman. She's, she's, she's oh. like her, her Amber his, Heard. Amber Heard, yeah. Oh. It's, she, Amber Heard is her his sister, girlfriend, love interest, love interest. Wait, in Johnny Depp's or Aquaman? no, no, in Aquaman. Aquaman is like love interest slash like bodyguard. I don't remember exactly what her role is. She's like some sort of like warrior, warrior princess. Zena. Yeah, I forgot what her actual title. Lucy Lawless. Yeah, Lucy Lawless. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Also, has do do people actually ring your doorbell? Only the like Uber Eats people. After like we tell them specifically, just leave it at the door. Because <laughs> I they'll so like okay. So I thought you were the Uber guy dropping off the Taco Bell, and I was literally about to yell at him. <laughs> like stop ringing the doorbell. Yeah, I was literally I was about there to yell like, at him. But then I saw it was you, and I was like, this fucking guy. Well, because I don't think I ever noticed. I was like, oh, there's a doorbell. I wonder if it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. And then I like I couldn't hear anything, and so I just just kept pounding the button. Yeah. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah, but no, That's like so, so there was one day like David ordered food, and this dude just kept knocking at the door, right? And like it startled me because at first like I didn't hear it, and then like Frankie starts barking. I'm like, what? And then he just starts knocking at the door again, and I go to open the door, and I'm like. Yes, can I help you? And he's like, I have your food. I was like, Does it say leave it at the door? He's like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Okay, so leave it at the door. He's like, Oh, well, sorry. Like, so you don't have to knock on my door so right. hard. Like, what? What do you want? You already been tipped. Like, he just, want, he just want to make sure that you got your food. No, he cares. Hell no, no. Uh-uh. Nope. Don't knock on my don't door. Be, don't be mad at the delivery driver. Um, if it says leave at the door and you stand there knocking for me to open the door. I'm gonna be mad at you. Well, apologies for him being courteous. No, don't. How apologize. dare you? How what, dare you? Gonna, you gonna you? yell at a waitress or like a server no, next to? Absolutely not, because they're not rude like You're that. Staying, they don't knock they're on my rude door. Knocking on the door. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How dare? How dare you? The audacity. <laughs> okay, as a an aside. Yeah. Is it fair to judge somebody heavily <laughs> based on the way that they treat like a, a server? Or like a waitress or bartender or something like that. I mean, it's a, it's revealing. 
I would say I would also say it's revealing. I definitely judge hard how <laughs> yeah. you treat wait staff. Totally. <laughs> I yeah. definitely judge hard because my sister was one. I was like a semi bartender. Like I, if you treat them like shit, you're on my bad list. Yep. It's very important to me too. Like when now, you have the the chance to treat somebody badly, how yeah. do you treat them? Yeah. Now, the opposite of that is I've had poor service where the waitress treated my family poorly, and oh, I was man. and I was paying for the dinner. Right. I still paid. But I paid in cash. So when she brought me back my tip, I had about 15 cents. I just left her the 15 cents. Oh, wow. And put a smiley face underneath. And I just left it at that. That's a real dick move. Don't don't treat my family like shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like everybody else is getting service, right? Like this girl just had our table from from what I saw. She wasn't going to any other tables, just back and forth from the bar to us. Right. Like so like I didn't have any real issue with that because she was on time and everything but when we like placed our orders or when we we're asking for more drink or more chips all we caught was attitude attitude oh, attitude attitude yeah. and then she disappeared for 30 minutes didn't tell us she was going on a lunch didn't nothing so i i asked the bus boy and i was like hey man like do you know where our waitress is at and he's like oh she went on lunch like 15 minutes ago it's like wow no one's come around like you know he's like oh let me go check on stuff for you so the 15 dollars that i hadn't changed i gave to him oh nice. like i gave the money to the bus boy instead of the yeah. waitress I don't commonly do that because I feel like they all earn it. Yeah, totally. But when you treat my family like shit, I promise you it's going to be worse for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? Do you 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 treat them like shit? Yeah, dude. I fucking hate wait staff. (laughs) Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. Everything they stand for. (laughs) I do the thing where I'll I'll put the the money in a glass and then flip the glass upside down and throw it on the table. Oh. I've definitely done that before. Have oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was young and stupid, and I never worked in a restaurant at that point in time. Dick. Uh, no, absolutely not. I, but I do have like I was a server in two different like two different places, bartended. Yeah. Um, like seen seen all the sights and sounds of like people. Yeah. So it's definitely uh giving giving me the appreciation to not treat anybody like shit. Oh yeah. Um, but it like and like you said like it. I think it's super revealing if uh, if somebody has the opportunity to be an asshole mm-hmm. and they choose to be an asshole where yeah. it really is unwarranted. Yeah. Um, especially for like service staff, like they totally. don't do anything wrong. I have, no. to, I have to check my dad every now and then because like he's very impatient when it comes to service. Like we'll be at a restaurant and it'll be one server for like eight tables. Right. And if he doesn't have his salsa right away, he gets pissed and he like. Does one of these waving his hand down? <laughs> Start trying. snapping. Oh, he does. He does, and Garcon? I hate it so mm. much. So I look at him, and I'll grab. If it's if he's next to me, I'll grab his arm. I'll go, put your shit down. What are you doing? <laughs> put your hand he's down. He's like, I'm just trying to get their attention. I go, you don't have to look like an ape waving your hand in the air. They're gonna come to you. Just wait. Be patient. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have the patience. I go, I know. <laughs> right. Sit there, shut up, and I'll get it for you. Like it, it frustrates me to go to to like have food with my dad when he's impatient i just can't <laughs> i can't my sister can attest to that because she's a waitress and she sat there with him and she's done the exact same thing she's like you know i used to be a waitress right he goes yeah but you didn't treat them like this but it's just like yeah because they didn't treat me like you're treating them <laughs> so yeah i don't know what sparked that but i was just curious oh yeah, yeah. that's a fun conversation to go through yeah seriously it's yeah. wild we God. we used to have a bartender hold on let's see if i can say this Ooh. I think I can. I think it's fine. Um, but we used to have this bartender who, when um, so when we when I bartended, um, whenever we would get some of these like real shitty people that would come in, 
Um, and it's where it was, was not always, was not really like the best. And we kind of got a lot of degenerates that would make their way in for a lack of a better word. And he would, uh, squirt like the, uh, saline for like eye drops and shit into, oh, into people's drinks no. when they were like real pieces of shit. Mm. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> oh, and they ended up uh, dropping pieces of shit. <laughs> it will very quickly give you like some real diarrhea. Oh, wow. <laughs> it just shoots straight through you. Dang. So, but oh. like in like in a like a drink, yeah. like you really can't taste that. Nope. Like <laughs> you're not going to. Have he you was, seen uh, Wedding Crashers? Yeah, they do on Wedding Crashers. Oh, I have. Yeah. yeah. He slips it into his his wine or water or whatever, and he throws it back, and then like uh, he's off to the bathroom all night. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> seen that happen a couple times where I was like, oh. Oof. Yeah. And then we learned that that guy was stealing tips. So then, oh, oh, all right. Then, uh, then anyway, then I was quick to be like, this motherfucker is like spiking people's drinks and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. this guy, fuck this yeah. guy, absolutely. Yeah, that was crazy. I oh, that was a f- so it was like just I was like barbacking first, and then I started bartending, and uh, and the, one of the first nights that I bartended, I bartended with this guy because he was like a veteran, right? He's just really good. Yeah, you know, he's everyone loves him, and so I remember like walking out that night, and it was a crazy busy night. And I was like, I didn't make a lot of money. I'm like, I'm really, su- like, really surprised by this. Yeah. Um, given like I saw what was happening and all this, I'm like, well, maybe, like, maybe people just weren't tipping. Like, maybe that's the case. Didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And like, night the second time came around, I was bartending with this guy, and I was like, man, I feel like I something is not right here. Yeah, like, you what's happening? Your ass off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I was new, but like, I you feel like I, I, I feel like new, I'm sometimes charismatic. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and still like something just didn't, didn't feel right. And so like afterwards, cause I was kind of friends with the, like the, the owners, um, we, I was talking to him afterwards. I was like, Hey, I'm like, what do you think like an average tip night is? And he said something and I was like, so I'm curious. I made like $80 and he was like, what? He's like, hold on. How is that even possible? And so he, um, he, I guess he, I, long story short, he like reached out to that guy and was like, just curious. And like, he was like, okay, here's the deal. He's like, just do your normal job. Like the next time around, he's like, don't stress it. He's like, we'll figure it out. Um, and so I guess they like, they like hounded the cameras with this guy. And he was just really fast with like his hands. And was like, when he was like making change with essentially like palm money, do this wow. thing, throw it into his like backpack while he was like making drinks, all this, like just really like sleight of handy. Wow. And so then that night they stopped him and uh, they emptied his fucking backpack out onto the bar table. We're just loads of cash into it wow <laughs> and i was like i knew it i was yeah. like i fucking knew it also he spikes drinks <laughs> yes yeah. well that's that's when after the fact i was like and this motherfucker's fucking drinks i'm like how crazy is that like Jesus. what a wild thing uh <laughs> yeah. fuck that guy oh my god it sparked a huge a huge thing too because there was like a kind of like a rival bar down the street um that was like essentially stealing the way that we did stuff and then that guy like got hired over there um, and then it turned into like this big ordeal because, uh, come to find out that, that place was a little bit of a front, oh, um, nice. <laughs> and like the owner and like that bartender kind of got in trouble. Um, I'll leave it at that, <laughs> but, like, wow. but, but it was like this big ordeal and it was crazy. It was so wild. Oh, that was a good time. Hell yeah. What a wild time to be alive. Hell yeah. That's yeah. awesome. There's some wild stuff about that bar that I don't want to share on this, but right. like, there's some really <laughs> funny, yeah. there's some like really <laughs> funny <laughs> things that happened there. Well, maybe not funny, but funny to me. Funny in the past tense. Funny in the past tense where I can look back and be like, <laughs> good times. Yeah. Not there anymore. Um, did you ever bar- like bartender serve or anything like that? No. Oh. No, I never did. Lucky. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it, oh, seriously. Like, it, looking at those jobs like that is, those are hard jobs, man. Because people are, just like you were saying, so demanding. Mm-hmm. And people are assholes. They are. They is are. it do with people? Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes in the worst ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I feel for wait staff so much. I feel like I, I always go out of my way to treat them nicely and, and tip well just because I, I feel bad for them. They're doing, <laughs> they're doing a job that I am glad I do not have. And especially when you get really good service. Oh, man, I appreciate it so much. I feel like going as like being a being a server or like a bartender at one point, like you now have like you have the appreciation to know what it's like on the other side. And so I always feel like I'm way more accommodating to like a server, especially if I'm like um, when we when we back went back to St. Louis. Mm. I remember the, the server was like she I mean, she was on her A game and trying her best. But it was like obvious that she also had like a shit whole, ton of like tables. a whole other stuff to deal with. And yeah. we were like a massive table. I think we had like 15 or 15 to 20 people at it. Yeah. And it was like one person, which yeah. is a phenomenal feat in its own right. And I remember like, uh, she was like coming around. I was like, look, I'm like, there's a shit ton of us. I'm like, and I'm aware that you have other stuff. I was like, don't stress. Like we're all going to be super, super low maintenance. Like don't freak out about mm-hmm. us. And she was like, thank you. And I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. I was like, just bring like a picture of whatever. I'm like, and call it a day. Yeah. And like, just made her job so much easier. <laughs> and I remember yeah. like, fuck yeah. Like I gave her a sweet ass <laughs> tip too. Cause I was like, you crushed it. Like you, it's so good. That's usually what I do. Like if we, like if my friends and I have like a big ass table, we're just like, look, we're going to make this super easy on you. Um, we all want to drink. So just bring pictures. Like, yeah. and then when it comes to food, like whatever, however you can split it up. Like if it splits in two tables, that's fine. We'll all pay each other back. Like whatever, whatever. Um, but I, I've been to parties and I fucking hated this. Um, uh, we went to this gathering, uh, of the at, jugglers. Yeah. Uh, but at a sushi bar, uh, in downtown and uh cat and i had got there late we didn't order appetizers oh, we didn't order alcohol we ordered one plate of sushi to share and like one meal to share so our bill probably would have been like 60 bucks total right. they wanted everyone to split the bill 60 dollars each and i was like you're out of your fucking mind like no way and everyone was like come on we all had the same thing and i was like no we did not like we showed up a half an hour late and we had two plates right both which were under 60 dollars dude i feel like i have ptsd from like when i was a kid like trying to figure out how to like split bills oh dude i hate it now or like or at some point in time when like everyone would just have to like pitch in cash and it's like I always carry a lot of cash for exactly that reason. Yeah. So, so then I could be like, here's how much mine costs plus 30% for tax and tip, like which I know is, is putting me over. And the rest, man, all you guys, you got your cards. That's on you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Done. I remember going to – because we used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings all the time for yeah. their like 59-cent wings. Oh, yeah. All the time. And it was all like always a huge group of us. And then would get – like bill, bill time come. And at that point, we were like – they wouldn't split checks for some reason. At the, if I remember that correctly, but man, trying to figure out like costs and everything Who like that what and how much, and then, you know, you, people like throw their money and they'll leave and it's like, hold on, we still owe like $40. Oh, like yeah. how is, how is this oh, happening? Right, 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 yeah. right, right. I've been there uh, for David's birthday, man. Like I put it all together, right? It was at Barney's in Pasadena. I put it all together and I invited reliable people, but reliable people invited non-reliable people. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the night, like we, we were all squaring up our tabs and the bartender comes up or our waitress comes up to me and she goes, Hey, there's still $60 missing. And I was like, 
wait, what? Like, do you know from what? And she's like, I don't. Like, it's all alcohol. And I was like, fuck, right? So there's still like a handful of people there. And I'm like, does everybody, did everybody pay up for their shit? And everybody's like, of course. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I paid, I paid, I paid, right? So I forked over the 60 bucks because I didn't want her to get asked out. So I forked over the $60. And then like at the end of the night, like I'm texting people. I'm like, hey, like you paid, right? Like you paid, you paid, you paid. Everybody I invited paid up. They even sent me receipt shots. And like we paid. And I was like, all right, look, one of those motherfuckers that you invited did not pay. And I ended up forking over 60 bucks. Figure out who it is and get me my money. I was pissed. Right. And to top the night off, he threw up in my car. My best friend threw up in my <laughs> no. car. No. Oh, I man. saved him from a drunken public Good. by letting him throw up in my car. So that was fun. So $60 plus oh, throw up in my car. car. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. It's a win. Awesome. God damn it. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to chat about? Dude, puking in your car is probably the best note to end on. <laughs> That's a fair point. Puked in my car, the end, until next week. <laughs> oh, my God. Until next time. Until next time. All right. We find out what else is in the car. Ooh. The mystery, the mystery will unravel later. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Aaron, thanks for thanks for swinging by, man. Oh, Ryan, Eric, thank you for having me. Man. Oh yeah, I was I was so excited. It's, it's been a blast. Me too. Like, oh my gosh, to be able to be a guest on a podcast, like <laughs> check off another item on the bucket list. Hey. Yeah, and honestly, you know, with a lot of stuff like, like you, we kind of explained, but you kind of felt a little bit. It's super conversational. Like yeah. half of what we just talked about had nothing to do with the topics at hand. Yeah. Um. So it's just like yeah. just shooting the shit. Yeah. Um. So if you ever feel down, and you're just like, hey, I got, I'm free. Can I come by? Yeah. Open oh, invitation. Awesome, or if you have a topic, man. and you're just like, hey guys, like yeah. I really found this interesting. I think you guys would find it interesting or not. Whatever. We can still talk about it. Like, but you know, just shoot it to us and be like, yeah, yeah dude, come on over. Yeah. Like. Of course, especially since since we share some similar influences and in like the the training that we, we follow and perspectives on training, I think that yeah, like there'd be so certainly yeah, I, I will definitely take you up on that. Like oh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes something when it hits me, I'm like, oh, you know, it'd be cool to talk about. Yeah, totally. Please feel free. And in the meantime, if you're listening, since you guys don't like to plug yourselves, like these guys on iTunes, leave <laughs> a review. Best way you can support the podcast. Oh, we definitely plug it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> plug it at the end. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Cool. Yeah. So, like us on iTunes. Leave a review. Leave a review. Yeah. And uh, follow us. Follow us on Instagram and yeah. another podcast. Yeah. And then look for more Aaron episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Aaron. guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye.